that's the reason I say that Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him there's no other, cause Jesus is the way. If you have some questions in the corners of your mind and traces of discouragement and peace you cannot find, reflections of your past seem to face you every day. But this one thing I do. Good evening, dear listener. It is a blessed Sunday evening, and I'm sure you and your family have been expecting for us to start. Your dial is on 97.3, 30 FM, the program Bible Answer Man with Reverend Fred Mac Davis. I can only hope that your Sunday has been exciting, and right about now, you and your family are seated and ready to be blessed as we get into this evening's discussion. Well, uh, the date is on the um, 17th of November 2019. You're welcome. I'll be back shortly, and when I do, I'll introduce my studio guest, and then we'll go into the conversation. Like you've always known, our program is very interactive. You can come through via the WhatsApp line 054-998-6996. I'll take it again, 054-998-6996. That's our WhatsApp line, and you can come through with your comments, your suggestions, and your questions. Uh, my guests this evening will be excited to respond to them. And quite apart from that, we are also Facebook Live on facebook.com forward slash city973. And city is spelled C-I-T-I. 
so you can get up to speed with us. Well, Reverend Fred McDavis is my name. I am your host for this evening's uh, Bible Answer Man. Please don't go too far. I mean, don't touch the dial at all. I'll be back shortly. And when I do, we'll go into the conversation. He's the only way, yeah. Jesus is the only way you're welcome back. Well, um, dear listener, uh, we are all children of God, and I'm sure that while we are here on earth, we are aware of the fact that God has created us to not only worship him, but also to use our lives to serve humanity and to do quite a lot of other things. This evening, we'll be having a wonderful discussion on faith and business, faith and business and um, I'm going to introduce my studio guest one who I've had the um, opportunity to meet some five years ago in 2015 he is the president and CSO of Be Faithful Incorporated God as CEO all the way from the United States of America Duke Dwyer. I hope I mentioned your name correctly. Yes, Doug Dwyer. Doug Dwyer. And I I know Doug stands for Douglas. Yes, it does. Great. You're welcome, Doug. In fact, my full name's Douglas Anthony Dwyer, and the initials are Dad. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. Okay. Douglas Anthony Dwyer. And the initials are D. A.D., Dad. <laughs> You're welcome, Doug. Thank you. Uh, how has Ghana been for you so far? It's, Ghana is always a pleasure. You guys are a very warm, uh, lovely people. Thank you yes. very much for the warm words. Well, this evening, we'd like to look at the subject of faith and business. Sure. Before we get into what and the reason why you're in Ghana, when we talk about our faith as Christians, what uh, correlation or um, connection does it have to do with business? Well, you know, God calls us, uh, like when he built the tabernacle, he raised up people, right, with skills for architecture, for wood, for gold, the tent. And so when he, when he did that, uh, he expected to be done with excellence. It was done with precision. And what we miss in business as Christians is, are we really going about doing our business with excellence and putting people first and serving them? Or are we more worried just about our bottom line? And so uh, the Bible is very, very relevant to running business, but you got to learn how to connect them. Mm, the Bible is very relevant in running business. Uh, is, this, is, this still, is the Bible still revel, relevant in our time and age where technology has gone very far, where we are doing, I mean, one, while we are here, we can mm. be doing things across to the world. Yeah. Is the, the, the kind of formulas and the suggestions or rules and regulations the Bible give, are they still relevant in today? They're more relevant than most business strategies being sold in the world today. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. Thank you very much. Well, so when we say God at C- as CEO, yeah. what exactly is the concept? What are we talking so about? So before I answer that, because if I was a listener, you know, you heard that I'm the president and chief stewarding officer of God as CEO International. And obviously that's a ministry. But I want you to know my full-time job is I'm the president and chief stewarding officer of a company called Dreammaker Bath and Kitchen in the United States. Okay. And we have Dreammaker Bath 
in kitchen. kitchen. Okay. Yeah, full okay. service interior modeling. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so renovation. Interior deck, deck. Okay, renovation. Renovation. Okay. Oh yeah, mm. big. Yeah, so big dollar type work. <laughs> and uh, so we in the U.S. You know, we have fifty states, and we're in yeah. about twenty-two I thought, I states. Thought we were fifty-two. Fifty-twos. Fifty-two well, states. Well, uh, the connected ones, anyway. Okay. 50, yeah, okay. yeah. Alaska okay. and Hawaii would be. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, Quite yeah. far. Okay. Far away. Yeah. So we're in in the in the continent there. Uh, we're in uh, about twenty-two of the states with thirty-five locations. Wow. So we train that's, businesses that's how to do business, and so they're called franchisees. So. So I know business at the level of running a business from a corporate level, but I also know how to help somebody run a successful business and what are the key principles to do that and have very intensive systems for that. So, it, um, yeah, so our scale and scope is much larger than one business. Okay, okay. Yeah, so I wanted to give that background. So what what is so for the listeners that mm. would would want to make Once sure I'm qualified. background, yes. Yeah, so you, I, I'm I'm actively running a profitable, successful company, and mm. I come from a family and background where we sold a larger company, and uh, we had uh, right now that company after we sold it, it's up to 22 companies mm. and uh, 3,500 locations in nine countries around the world. So. Okay. So anyway, so I, if I'm a listener, I'd want to know that about business. So mm. what is God a CEO and why, why am I in Ghana? Well, I'm in Ghana because of a mission trip. I came here back in 2013. Okay. Uh, uh, Hoops for Hope, a basketball ministry. Okay. Uh, where God wants to teach people basketball and also that God has a plan, a purpose, and a place for them. So I, I was serving on that. And long story short, I had a conversation with somebody and... Uh, they said something inspirational to me about coming back here, and I prayed and fasted about that, and God affirmed he wanted me to come back, and we mm. did our first God to CEO event in 2014. Okay. So so that's why I'm here. But a mentor of mine who's 104 years old today, still living. He's alive. Wow. Uh, 104 years yeah, old. He's your mentor. He became my mentor at eight, in 80, when he was 87. Wow. So uh, he's a great guy, and his name's Stanley Tam, and he wrote a book called God Owns My Business. God Owns My Business. That's a book he wrote. Did you read the book? Uh, oh, yeah, there's a story <laughs> behind that. Absolutely. Uh, but not initially. <laughs> but uh, so God, so with Stanley in 1940, mm. God said, Stanley, I, I want you to make me your my I want you to make me your senior partner in your business. Okay. And so Stanley tried to do that in a, a lawyers. He'd talk to lawyers and they say, Oh, get out of here, you know, that's crazy. And then he finally got one that would listen to him. Okay. And then he wouldn't leave. So the guy figured out I'd figure better figure a way out to help him. <laughs> and so he did. And so in nineteen forty he created a foundation mm. and gave 51% of his business to the foundation and dedicated 51% of profit out of that business to ministry work and evangelism. Wow. Yeah. That was in 1940. In 1940. And then in 1955, he was speaking down in Columbia. And as he flew back, coming from Columbia, God spoke to him and said, Stanley, if you agree that a soul is more valuable than anything else in the world, and it's the only thing that can pay eternal dividends over and over again would you become an employee instead of how we have it now and god said to him uh stanley and, and, would you do that and stanley goes but lord i we're, we're i'm already an employee he goes no we're partners right now mm. and so mm. and so god says no i want you to become an employee and so in 1955 long story short 
he gave 100% of his business with his wife's blessings to the ministry, and all he now got was a paycheck. Whoa, he gave, initially he gave 51%, went on to give 51% um, of profits. Right. And after God spoke to him when he was returning. 15 years later. 15 years later, now he gives 100% of his business to God, and he takes salary. That's it. No, no more profit, right? And so, uh, so he, he did that, and, um, and that company today is a $50 million company. So that's Whoa. 250 million CDs. So it's a good-sized company. Exactly. Right. So anyway, so Stanley uh, has been an inspiration to me, and, uh, but the reality is there's some other things in his life that have created bigger dividends for the eternity. He, mm. he saw an average of three people a day come to Christ because a sign on his building, a decision card in the book he wrote, his per personal witnessing, and a track that he sent out with every box that went out in his company. In a 23-year uh, period, he saw three people a day come to Christ every day on average. Three people a day for 23 years. This is a businessman. Wow. And he's, he handed his business over to God. And when he sends his packages out, he puts a track in it. Yeah, it had testimonies of business people and big athletes in the United States. And yes. Whoa, dear, you're listening to City 97.3 FM. The program is Bible Answer Man with Reverend Fred McDavis. I'm excited to have you here. Um, Doug Dwyer, uh, the president and CSO of um, God as CEO and Be Faithful Incorporated. And we are talking uh, on the subject faith and business and he just told us a story that is very uh, interesting startling and quite revealing um so uh, before we go on to my next question yeah. now he's 104 years old yes and he's your mentor what are some of the uh, keys or nuggets he has uh, shared with you or what are some of the principles uh, apart from what you've told us but which is done business well Obviously, the key thing he did is submission and obedience to God, right? Submission so, and obedience right. to God. So, so submission is all about respect, right? So mm. you show respect for God or his delegated authority, but obedience is doing what you're told to do. Submission is to show respect to God. Obedience is doing exactly what you're told to do. That's right. Mm. And we're supposed to obey what a leader says, even, even if, we, you know, if it's cleaning the toilets. Well, I may not want to clean the toilets, but... He has the right in God's sight that I should do that job. That is both submission and obedience at the same time. That's right. So, you know, if we if we think of the story and, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, mm, mm. and King Nebuchadnezzar wanted them to, uh, you know, they were going to be thrown in the furnace, of the fire, right? And uh, and so, but if we remember what they said, they, they said... Uh, if you if you throw us in the blazing fire, we can we cannot serve you. We cannot bow down to the idol image that you created, mm. Your Majesty. Mm. Mm. Okay, so if you're about to be thrown in a furnace fire, yeah, and get killed, are you going to go <laughs> say Your Majesty? I, I, God forgive me. I may I may I may begin cursing. <laughs> right. <laughs> so so imagine that they showed submission. They didn't show obedience. 
Mm, okay. okay. So see, it drives the Bible shows. Are we showing respect for the politicians? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they may not be doing a good job, but they're not trying to throw us in a furnace fire. No, no, they're not at the moment. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. we're going to melt away. Mm -hmm. So, so that that helps. So, in, with Stanley, I think just that the model of putting God first and okay. and and it's His business. So, so part of uh, you know, me and God as CEO is when I bought the company I own today. Again, that's a national franchise company okay. in the U.S. When I bought that because of the influence on Stanley, I said, you know, God, I'm not above thinking that I'm, you know, down the road right now. I, I totally believe it's you, but you know, five, 10 years from now, I might start mm -hmm. getting a big head and think I made this thing successful and okay. I'm skilled and boy, I got the Midas touch. Mm -hmm. So I, I said, God, you know, I, I, I want to protect myself from pride and I want to help keep myself humble. So I'm going to promise you that I never name myself CEO. Mm -hmm. Mm. Right? So I'm going to promise you that, Lord. I'm going to look to you as my CEO. Okay. And that's how God is CEO, CEO got birth. CEO, the chief executive officer. Yes. So in mm. 2000, October 30th, 2003, uh, I gave up the right to ever be a CEO. So, 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 so what, what is the whole concept about? You've given up the right to be the CEO of your own company. Yes. How does that happen? It's called obedience, right? It's called humility. It's called submit, submitting to a higher authority. And mm. I, you know, God's the one that's really in charge of my business. He's the one that's going to bless it and really make it happen. I'm just going to be part of it. Mm. I'm serving a role as the president. And now I added the title chief stewarding officer because I'm managing something else. I manage, he's entrusting me to manage something on his behalf at his direction. And so that's what Stanley helped teach me is, Mm. I need to seek God for direction on how to grow the business, how to build the business, pray about recruiting, pray about if I have to let somebody go, mm. but seeking him all the time, step by step and not think I'm all it. So before you take any decision, whether major or uh, minor, you seek God. In fact, he is the CEO. You know, um, you want to say something? Yeah, no, go ahead. He's the CEO, so you. I mean, you you talk to him before you do anything. Well, you know, when I pray all the time, as I I could be sitting here interviewing, like God, what do you want me to say next? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So am I having that constant conversation with God? So in the morning, I pray God give me wisdom, guide me. So I've prayed over my day, but then as I go throughout the day, there's different. Like God, help me. I'm not sure what to do. But God, I'm about to make this call. Could you help guide me? So I'm constantly praying. Uh, whether it's the umbrella prayer for the day mm. or throughout the day. And uh, he helps bring, gives me wisdom. And that gives me an advantage because he has more wisdom than I do. Mm. So, so that means prayer plays a very important role when you have God as your CEO, because that's the only line of communication. How, to how, how else can I be a good steward if I'm not seeking his direction? Mm. How else can I be a good steward if I'm not seeking his direction dear listener your dial is still on 97.3 fm and the program is bible answer man with reverend fred mark davis uh, just as i announced earlier on we are having a conversation with uh, doug dryer and uh, we are talking about faith and business um your your your, your comments can come through whatsapp line zero five four nine nine 
0806-888-6996. I'm sure you're asking yourself, how can I also give, um, give God the place of CEO in my business? Um, as we continue our conversation, um, Doug, how did you meet your wife? I guess that's one of the things you want us to talk about. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So when I you know, marriage, the Bible says, "He that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor before God." Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when I accepted Christ, it was May twentieth of two thousand. Okay. Right. So that nineteen years ago. Mm. So one of my prayers when I accepted Christ is, "God, I've not been good at choosing the right woman." could you send the right woman to mm. me? And then he said, well, you've not been doing it my way. And I was like, oh, I didn't know what fornication meant, but now I do. Mm. I wasn't doing it his way. His way. Right? So I said, no, sir, I haven't done it your way. Well, what happened is I started, so from 2000, praying, God, send the wife, send a wife. And then after three years passed, I'm like, God, could you send her already? <laughs> I've been waiting. For yeah, three I've, been, years I've been waiting, and uh, and then another year passes, and now I'm just going, Lord, come on. Four years. Yes, and I, and I, I, I had a conversation with God, and I said, God, okay, are, am I supposed to be Paul? What's going on here? <laughs> and I like, I don't. Am really, I supposed to be celebrate? <laughs> yeah, I, like I don't want to be Paul. Um, so then you want to be Doug. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> So anyway, so I, I, I prayed to him and, and he struck my heart and he says, Doug, I'm the only one that can meet your deepest needs of love, mm. intimacy and security. Mm. A woman can't do that. And he was right because wow. I went down that road and I missed it. So uh, and then so some time passed and then God gave me two verses. The one you just quoted. OK. He that finds a wife receives favor from the Lord. And then in Genesis, this is it. Um, he said, it is not good for the man to be alone. alone and I'm like, yeah. I received that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and then, and so I felt so encouraged, right? Mm. He gave me those verses. And then, uh, following year, um, following year, uh, I, I, I'm talking to God and, uh, no, I'm going to church okay. and I go to the church and I'm kneeling in the pew and I feel like God says, Doug, I want you to give up having a wife. Whoa. And that was crushing. And I, I got up and I went to the front and prayed and I had tears in my eyes and it's hard to hold that back right now. Cause it's, I can still feel the pain. Mm. Um, huh. <clears throat> so I said, God, if you want me to be single, I will, but I can't take it. Mm. You've got to take this desire away. And, uh, so I, I got up and, uh, some time passed and he never took the desire away, but what he confirmed with me, I just wanted to make sure you would put me first. Would you okay. make me number one, which is God as CEO. Exactly. That's the way right. The boss, he's the boss, he's the owner. So he, he did that, uh, and then I'm, uh, and I'm like, wow, I don't even have time to date. I've, I was involved in five ministries. I was single, had a 13-year-old son at the time. Mm. And I, so I started, it was weird. I never, like, I, it, God, it took all this time to get this place with me, and now i got to downsize ministries. I'm like, that was weird. But I, you know what? It was another growth, obedience. Okay. Obedience. So I followed him, downsized those things, created room. If you believe it's going to rain as a farmer, you mm. know, you can get an umbrella, yeah, exactly. plant the seeds. Mm. 
So I'm believing he's going to send a wife, and then uh, still no wife, months pass, and I'm at a hotel room at a convention that we're hosting, and I'm walking through the hotel room, and I'm going, oh, God, I'm so sick of blind dates. I'm <laughs> sick of being set up. I'm, can you just, like, whoever send you want to marry me, just, could you just have her get a hold of me? Because I'm just tired of it. I said, I know it's a crazy thing. You, 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 I understand if you don't answer it, but I'm asking, would, mm. you, would you do that? The next week, okay. I get a letter and a phone call, okay. and that lady is now my wife. Whoa. He had, she sat at home after reading a book to help one of her connect with one of her daughters, uh, our, our daughters now, because um, she had two daughters before we were married. Okay. And so I have a blended family. Okay. And so she, uh, she, she was trying to figure something out. And the, this book was written by, um, it was about the left brain, and the, it had a story of Pacini who wrote Madame Butterfly. Okay. And in that, it, it, he says, "I don't write these great things. Mm. I just get still long enough for God to give them to me, and I capture them." Okay. And so she decided to get still, like he said. And when she did, my name popped in her head, and I hadn't seen her in twelve years. So she was somebody you knew. She's somebody I knew 12 years ago. Uh, yeah, 12 years 12 ago. years prior. Mm. She got still, mm. and that was the same night I prayed in my hotel room. Whoa. Whoa. And that's how she sent, she sent you a letter? She, she sent a letter going, this may be crazy to you, but uh, I used to work here, and like, I'm fine and everything. I'm not crazy, and, <laughs> uh, and you can just say no, but... Uh, I had to do something with this, and she wrote this two-page letter to me with an email address, and then she got freaked out because I hadn't answered the letter because I was out of town. Okay. And then she's like, I got a call, like, and then she called me and says, did you get a blue letter? I'm like, I don't know. Uh, who is this anyway? And I'm like, uh, she goes, well, I, I can't, I don't want to say right now. Mm. <laughs> and, and I'm like... Uh, well, you know, I, I, I got mail, but I ha haven't had a chance to go through it. But, you know, I really need you to tell me who you are before I'm willing to talk to you any longer. Okay. And then she finally told me, and then I talked to somebody I knew. I said, so is, is, is she okay or is she crazy? <laughs> and, uh, and he goes, a friend of mine, she worked in our legal department, and okay. a friend of mine was the general counsel, mm. the head guy. And he, he at that time, they worked together. He wasn't. And he says, no. In fact, she she defended me in a case so in my book she's got thumbs up okay so long story short we went on our first date and less than two years later we got married so that was how you got married but god took you through a certain test god actually wanted to find out whether you're still going to make him the ceo he was going to be first in your life or the new wife you got was going right to be first. so six years and it was a month shy of eight years from my my prayer when i accepted christ so I, it took a long time that's called long suffering but it's also refining mm. and that's what we, we resist that but god's trying to help us become the people he wants us to become so that he can then tell his story and work through our lives in the way he wants to work mm. through that's what i believe Mm. Thank you very much, Doug. Uh, I'm enjoying the conversation as we get yeah. deeper and deeper into it. But uh, let's try and then uh, put the whole conversation into the marketplace now. Sure. You know, because every business has its own market. And as Christians who profess a certain faith, yeah. uh, we're supposed to still get into the marketplace. 
how do we carry ourselves with God as our CEO okay. on the marketplace? So I'll, go, I'll take it two ways. Okay. The first way is the tagline for God as CEO. And the, mm. t- the tagline for God as CEO is the call to love, excellence, and truth. Please go over it again. The call for to, to love, mm-hmm. to excellence, and to truth. Okay. And so let me just, I prayed a couple of years ago, God, help me explain this in simple terms. So love is equals relational. Mm. Love is relational. God sent, came down in flesh as Jesus Christ to die on the cross so he we become part of his family. So our God is more relational than he is rule-oriented. He's holy and righteous. The mm. devil likes to play in the the rules, right? But God's holy and righteous, so he th- that's there to stay pure. Mm. So love is relational, but then excellence is measurable. Okay. The, the, the universe is made with precision, so this, we don't run into the sun, the moon doesn't hit the earth, mm. right? That the, the tide, he set the lines on the tide, it doesn't go on, you know, the storms that happen, but generally the tide stays where it is with the oceans. Otherwise, there's enough water to cover the whole, mm. cover the whole planet. So our God is a God of excellence, and we need to do business with excellence. Mm. And that is much higher. If we do business with excellence, we'll be better than any other company out there. But it's not just prayer. It's not just fasting. It's not mm, faith. Like mm. like in 2001, my God had grown my faith so much. By 2001, I believe God, well, actually, five months after I was healed, I believe God could do anything. And uh, long story short, October 6, 2001, God instantaneously healed me of chronic mm. asthma. Whoa. Warm, warm burning sensation in my lungs. And so, man, I'm jacked up on faith. I prayed for people. Some people have gotten healed. Yeah, healing, yes. Yeah, and I'm like, ah, you know. And so I, I but, but what I've learned is there's the practical side that God wants to partner with us, work together with us, co-labor with us. Mm. And building business, he wants to re- have a relationship with us and refine that. And, and he wants to use us. So, so we have to do that. So that's excellence. And then truth is the, the first two is, you know, Love and excellence, well, I can ask somebody about love and excellence, and they may have, you know, totally different definition yes, than, than the Bible. Yes, entirely, yeah. So it's biblical truth. Okay. So how do, we, how do we live out love and excellence based on, you know, love in 1 Corinthians? Love is patient, love is kind, does not envy, does not post, it is not mm, proud, it's mm, not self-seeking, mm, it mm. does not dishonor others. You know, it's... so it does not pay evil, I mean, yeah. Yes, the whole thing, right? Mm. So... so we need us. We need to live out biblical, you know, gentle, loving kindness. Mm. Are we doing that in our business practice? Okay. Are we treating our employees like people, mm. or as I've learned the term here, workers? Okay. You know, mm. he's a good worker. Yeah. Right. And and so, uh, so we've had many people attend God as CEO events, and we have things online now you can listen to at GodIsCEO.org, okay. and um, hear the the talks and the training. So that's a, a way to do it. So that's love, excellence, and truth. So now getting even more detailed in the nitty gritty of the whole excellence piece, mm. you know, because it, it, but those are the three big pillars. So now you get into what the, are the, the, the three pillars, which are love, excellence, and truth. Yes. Yes. So then you get into the, what, what, what I call the seven key attitudes to success. The seven key attitudes to success. Okay. Yes, absolutely. So, so the first thing is we, we have to be passionate about what we do, mm. right? So if you're just chasing money, you may be doing something you're not passionate about. Okay. 
So if you can do something you're passionate about or find a reason if you can't do something because, you know, you just sometimes you have to have a job and you make money. You're, you know, you're not self-employed, but you work for someone else. Then you find a way to be passionate about it because we're supposed to be working on to the Lord, not on to man anyway. Okay. Right? First. And then we're supposed to do it in such a way that we win honor of both. Mm. So we need to be passionate, number yeah. one. Number two is we've got to work hard. Hard working. We have to work hard. People work in my business. It, it's a 45, 50-hour week. That's what I call working hard. It's not just a 40-hour week. It's 45 to 50. And, oh, so, wow, wow. he's a tough Christian businessman. Well, no, that's just what excellence takes in my experience. Mm. Now, if somebody's mm. paid hourly, they may only work 40, but the people that are at the higher level, I expect 45 to 50 hours. And, so, and every company has a tax season, like an accountant, Okay. where you got to work longer hours. Yeah. So that, that's it. But, you know, not every week should be 60, 70, but uh, definitely more, 10 to 20% over, 40. So work, so you got passionate, work hard, work hard, and then discipline. Okay. You have to have the discipline to get up on time, right? Mm. You have to have the discipline to put systems in places and processes. Is it fun? No. Nope. It's a lot mm. of work. It's like mm. a second job. Mm. So you got to do that, and then diligence is number four. Diligent, okay. yeah. So you get knocked down, you got to get back up, and don't wallow in it too long. Don't take a bath in the pain. Mm. You know, get up, dust it off. Help me, Lord, to keep pressing on. Mm. Right. So then you got, then you've got to apply best practices for whatever best practices. Sure, just like this this interview or this this show yeah. and as we talk you are using best practices of repeating what i'm saying so the listeners really hear it that's a best practice so you're mm. modeling excellence that way okay right so it's practical things and so and i'm, I'm gonna get to a bigger picture with this and then it's excellence number six okay then attitude of excellence am i trying to do everything with excellence mm. and then the seventh one is faith okay right now but there's four components to that there's faith in the talents and skills you have. Okay, faith has four components. That's yes. what you say. Okay, please go ahead. So faith in yourself and, and the talents mm. you have. Faith in yourself and the talents you have and that you can develop them and that you can learn and you can grow and you can change. Um, and then it's faith in the team you're part of. So okay. let's say you're part of a bigger company, but you're in the marketing department. So you're part of that team. So you have mm. faith in that team. And then the next step up is faith in the company. Okay. So now we're at nine, right? So we've got the first six and, and those three. Yeah. And we're at nine. So, and then there's the 10th one. Mm. It's faith in God. Right? And that's the biggest one. For me, yes. that's the most, that's where most of my confidence comes mm. from is faith in God. But, so let, let's think about this. So you think about the story in the Bible where, um, you can help me out that where Abraham is holding up the staff, Joshua's going in a fight in the war, okay. but his arm got tired. In fact, it's Moses. Moses, Moses sorry, Moses, sorry. Moses opened, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Mo Moses was holding it up, and then mm. it, was it his sister and, yes. and Aaron? Yes. So, so when his hand goes up, Israel wins the war, but when his arms come down, they begin to lose the right, war. Right, they start to the recede. Yes. But think about this. Did not the Israelites, while they were in the desert, didn't they train on all the things we just talked about? It appears as if they did. They practiced excellence. Yeah. You know, they, they worked hard. They were disciplined. They were diligent. Mm, they found best practices, mm, went mm. for excellence. They had faith. So they worked on all those things ahead of time. So would they have won just, 
they could. God could do that, but okay. he's expecting us to do our part. Mm. But when Moses' arm went down, then he also had to have some support. Exactly. Right? So it took a team effort to, to make it happen. So you see all those things happening in the Bible. So it takes faith and work okay. working together to be the best. And mm. I've, I've had participants back at the event you attended in 2015. Yeah. Yes. They said they asked the same thing that Bernard from from your station here yes, shared yes. is like why is Google why is Apple so successful mm. but I fast pray and I tithe and and seek the Lord and and I do all that and and I and I guess they're assuming that they're not Christian I, I don't mm. know mm. I'm, I'm sure mm. there's some great Christian people and there's okay. people of other faith I don't really I don't know where their salvation is mm. but here's what I know is those companies let's just go back through the list they got people that are passionate. Exactly. They got people that work, work hard. hard. They got people that They're are disciplined. disciplined. They diligent. Got who are diligent. They're applying best practices. Best practices. They are ex excellent. They're seeking excellence. In other words, they're always seeking the new best ideas. Yeah. Aren't okay. they? They, are they have faith in themselves, in their team, in the team, and their company. The company. They may not have faith in God, God yeah. but they got 90% of it. Okay. And so that's what's missing in Christianity. Mm. We're Often we're missing. We have the, God. We have faith in God. Right. But it appears as if that is where our issue is, where we are losing 90%. And then, whoa, thank you very much, dear listener. Your dial is still on 97.3. City FM time check. It is about 13 minutes past the hour of 8. And we are having a wonderful conversation with Doug Dwyer. And we are talking about faith and business is giving us very, very uh, deep concepts on how to uh, be faithful, I mean, to do your business and allow God to be your CEO, actually. Um, Doug, I'm coming back to you again. Now, having talked to us about the marketplace and what you term as equal weights. Yes. Equal weights in the marketplace. Um, what is it? So e equal weights is a old biblical term. So I'll, I'll share the biblical term, and then I'm going to share a practical today term. Go ahead, please. So if you go back in the day, uh, 2,000 years ago in Jesus' time, what happened is you had merchants that were not ethical merchants. Okay. So they had two different sets of weights in their bag. They had one, okay. they had one set of weights that was hollowed out that was eight-tenths of a pound. And one that was a pound, and they would go into the poor areas, mm. and they'd put their weight on there, and they'd pour out the grain, and that person thought they were getting a full pound. Wait, 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 wait. It used to happen in Jesus' day? That's right. That's where that came from, the equal weights. Okay. Yes. Go ahead, please. Yes, absolutely. I'll, I'll tell you something when, when, when we close. So, so let me read that verse. Okay, go ahead, and then please. And then I'll finish that story. Here's what Deuteronomy 25 Verse 13 through 15 says, Do not have two differing weights in your bag. Mm. One heavy, one light. Mm. Do not have two differing measures in your house, one large, one small. Mm. You must have accurate and honest weights and measures so that you may live long in the land the Lord God is giving you. Okay. There's a condition there. Exactly. Right. That you may live long in the land that God has given right. you. Right. So we, we can so so the equal weights in the marketplace, what would happen 
is in the, the poor, uh, less sophisticated areas. Mm. They didn't have as much knowledge about all that, and they trusted people. <laughs> right? They're just good people. They got robbed by these vendors, these merchants. So then you have the sophisticated markets, and here's what happened is, I'm a sophisticated buyer. I have my own set of weights, and I put yeah. my weight on there. Put your pound on there. I want to make exactly. sure we're want, we're using yeah, the same. I want weights. to make sure we're using the right bag on mm. your side. Okay, so if we take that now, so we're, we have to put what what a mentor of mine's taught me. We got to put legs to these verses. There's okay. a guy that's a mentor of mine. When I met him, they had a two billion dollar company. Wow. So ten billion CDs. Yeah. Today it's. Uh, today it's a 10 billion US dollar company so Whoa. 50 billion this billion is a big CDs. company and this yeah. is a biblically based company with God as CEO Whoa. yeah tremendous and so when you when you you, you you can really build a big business this way so in, in our business we do renovation we do remodeling so mm. the the company I have that's not uh, owned by God as CEO it's a, a full-time job business I'm the president CSO of that company mm. with uh, Again, 36 locations across 22 states in the United States. So when we go out, we have competitors, and there's people in the remodeling markets in the United States that if they see a couple Mercedes Benz in front of somebody's house, they're thinking, I can make 20% more on this house. <laughs> okay. And then there's one with a pickup truck in front mm -hmm, of it, mm -hmm. kind of beat up old yeah. pickup truck, and they go, oh, I'm probably just going to get my base pay on this one. Okay. So if we, but if we say that the job that was in both those houses, let's say the houses were identical, the bathrooms were identical, and let's say all the other circumstances surrounding it were identical. So if they were all identical, and um, and we charge, and, and that a remodeler out there charges twenty percent more for this house because of the cars they have in the front. Yeah. Is that and then twenty percent less on this because yeah, of okay. is that equal weights? No, it couldn't be. No, it's not be equal because weights. Because they have the same facility in the house, the same measure in the house. Right. Know. So why it's why are you charging this person based on okay? So that's yeah. what. So if we were for praying for God, is God going to bless that kind of ethics? No. 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 That's no, wrong. No. That's unethical. Satan will bless that kind of ethics. Yes. Yeah. And then Satan then will bless. and then he'll punch mm. you later. Um, <laughs> Because it doesn't give anything for free. No, and he took you away from God. So, <laughs> so if we if we if we if we look at that, um, is it ever right to charge more? Well, mm -hmm. you know what? If there's some elements a little bit different, let, let's say it's a, a, a you know that this Mercedes client is very picky. Okay. And in our design process, okay. Let's say it took three times as long. We know okay they're going to take a lot more hand hand holding mm. in this project. Mm. And we're probably going to have 10 more hours. So it's fair for us to add 10 more hours for the extra customer service and okay. labor. They're going to interrupt our workers too much. Yeah. Too many questions. Exactly. So so you can charge when it's practical. but mm. so, th th so that's where we, we, we get these equal weights in the marketplace. Okay. Wow, that's very educative. I am. I have been educated, and I, I must say thank you. Oh, you're not welcome. Just as the host, but also as a business person as well. Now, I haven't uh, told us that. Why are the big companies in America so successful? And uh, I mean, why? Why are the big well, companies? Well, it, it came back to the seven key attitudes to success. Mm -hmm. It really comes back down to those. You know, that's we. You, you've got to you've got to implement those. It's not just prayer, fasting, and tithing. We've got to do the other nine. Okay. Yeah. 
and and the big companies in the in um, uh, in in America do do the other. I mean, oh, they, I'm they, telling you, mm. they they get after it. They are they are uh, diligent, diligent, diligent. Like I'll give you an example um, in new construction. Okay. Uh, in new construction, uh, when you see a, a new building going up, is it neat and clean around that process here in Ghana where everything, mm, or, mm. or is there stuff and trash laying around the, the property as it's being built? Okay. Is that typical? Mm. Yes. I mean, over here, you know, I mean, you'll see that. Yes. And typically, uh, uh, most remo uh, new construction people in the U.S. would be the same way. Okay. But the best companies, their place is spotless at the end of every day. During construction? During construction. Because they, they see that you're willing to pay more attention. So if you're paying attention to cleaning up, then you're probably paying attention to how you build my house. And you know what? I have more confidence in you. I'm willing to pay you more because you just do everything with excellence. Does that mean this whole concept about God as CEO has to do more with ethics? Well, it's, you know... It, God as CEO has to do with the full gospel, the whole gospel message, right? Mm. So it's everything, right? Uh, but it, ethics is one huge part of it. You cannot be a goddess. You cannot. You cannot run a goddess CEO company and not be ethical. Mm. Can't. Mm. They don't fit. They don't match. Well, um, thank you very much. I am tempted to quote a scripture where Jesus told um, um, a parable of a certain steward who uh, received. Uh, reprimand, I should say, from his uh, master. Yes. Because uh, you haven't been steward, I mean, accountable enough for the business under your stewardship, you're going to lose your place. And the Bible tells us about what he did, <laughs> right. and then he maintained his place. What should uh, those of us who are hearing you for the first time be doing in our companies in order that we can save uh, our uh, investments and then uh, still exercise faith in God. Yeah, so I think what I would recommend, because we're limited with time here, mm. we have a website that we've built. Uh, we have God of CEOs International, uh, but God's given me a vision to reach the continent of Africa with this message. Okay. So we have a website, godasceo.org forward slash Ghana for Ghana, and I'm headed to Nigeria on Tuesday for the first time. Mm. Been here five times, and then we're also in the U.S. But we've We've videoed our sessions and put subtitles okay. so that you, okay. you, when you can't understand my words, by listening, you can read them. <laughs> uh, but there's a whole training on what does is, what is biblical excellence look like at business and work. Mm. So some of the examples I've given today are yeah. from that training. So you can watch that whole training as much as you want. It's free. It's online. We're not charging for mm. it. And mm. you could hear the whole message of how God became my savior and CEO on there. So I think... I first want to say, you know, tap into that. But if you just go with the subtitle of love, excellence, and truth, are you loving the people on your team? Mm, mm, you know, are you treating them like human beings? Do you care about them? Are you involved in their life at appropriate levels? Okay. Right? There's inappropriate. Yeah, there is inappropriate and there is appropriate. Right. So, and then excellence. You know, what? just pick one thing. What's one thing I can do to love my people more? Mm. What's one thing I can do to have my business operate with more excellence, meaning and what does the customer want a little bit better that I can do better? And then, you know, let's survey those customers, find out, and then let's start trying to deliver that. Let's move mm. the bar up. Let's be a little bit different than the competition. Okay. Uh, but really, if we just focus on the biblical part, we'll actually be 
better than the competition. Mm, mm, mm. One thing you mentioned when you were telling us about your mentor, who's 104 years old, I think Stanley. <laughs> yes. You said uh, at after, I think, 13 years or so, correct me if I'm wrong, he decided and he made a statement that you repeated that since souls are, uh, bring eternal dividend than other uh, dividends that you get in your profit, and correct me if I am wrong, what exactly does that mean? Uh, that if you allowed God to be your CEO and even give the whole business to him and then you begin to take the paycheck, so, you're actually going to win more souls. Yeah, so God was the one that actually said that to him, asked him that question. Okay. Okay, God asked thanks. him that question and said, Stanley, that was, are you willing to give me the other 49% mm. and, and give me 100% of the mm. business? And so, uh, and so it was like, Stanley, are you going to prioritize eternal things? Or temporal things. Okay. Right? So as a Christian businessman, am I willing to let go of the business? Am I willing to let go of these things and focus on the eternal? Mm. Or am I so caught up on... And look, it's natural inside of us. We want to measure up. We want to feel good about what we're doing and feel good inside like we, we, we matter. Thank you very much. Well, uh, Doug Dwyer, we have uh, some of our listeners coming through, and I'd like you to uh, respond to their comments and questions. We have Joe Eskin all the way from Lagos, Nigeria. Thanks for coming through, Joe. And uh, Joe, um, Doug will be coming to Nigeria, I think, not too long from today. Abuja. We'll be in Abuja and okay. on the 23rd. Mm. And it's if you go online, thegodofco.org, you will actually uh, find the flyer. There's a whole website for Nigeria, and all the information to attend is there. Okay. So Joe Eskin says, good evening, Bible Answer Man crew. I'm listening live inside Lagos, Nigeria. Great message. Please, can you give me, uh, okay, we'll get you his number, but just as he said, we'll be giving you the email address, and you can go online and then check him out. Ko from Lashibi says, wonderful to receive another dose of God. I see your wisdom from Doug and team on Bible Answer Man. God bless you. Uh, okay, Ko, God bless you as well. Uncle Ben says, good evening, man of God. At the beginning of civilization in Genesis chapter 4, verse 20, the Bible indicates that men began to live outside the dictates and instructions of God. Strife and contention became the order of the day until the birth of Enos. Again in Ecclesiastes 5 verse 9, business and a little bit of cheating is allowed because the structure of the world allows that. Unfortunately, when it comes to business, the Bible does not give us any clear God, godly attitude towards how we approach and handle businesses. It is... Uh, just prudent that you obey your master's instructions and work hard that your wages would be justified. All that Christians need to do is to be diligent with their work, be faithful and truthful to their masters, pay their taxes at the end of the month, and also their tithe. I'd like to just, there wasn't really a question there, but it, it mm. prompted something in me. Go ahead. That when you think about tithing for myself, I tithe out of my business. So one of the challenges Stanley gave me when I first met him in mm. person was to challenge me to tithe out of the business, to choose, am I going to give 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, or whatever percentage? And I chose a number 
uh, to tithe out of the company. Um, and I'm asking God, do you want me to share it? So it, it, it's a, it's a, uh, so yes. You're asking God, do you want yeah, me to increase so, the number? Well, no, I'm asking him, does he want me to share? Because I don't, I don't want to come across ego or pride. That's not what, that's okay. my intention is to, mm, to mm, encourage mm, and inspire. Mm. I want to encourage and inspire commitment to have God as CEO of your lives 24 hours a day, seven days a week, not just on church night, Wednesday and Sunday. Okay. You know, we need to live it out all the time. But on a tithe, so I tithe, you know, 10% is what we know a tithe. So I tithe much more than that out mm. of my business. But then I also take a paycheck, and I'm a C corporation. So it's every corporation is a little different how the economics work, the taxes in, our, in the U.S. So I tithe out of that, but then I get a paycheck, and I tithe off my paycheck. So I'm okay. tithing both places. So I'm just challenging you. Are you doing that if you own your own business? And don't don't, don't get caught up that you have to do it of gross profit. Some businesses only can make a 10% net, yeah. but it's off that net uh, 10%, or it could be off the increase from the year before. Mm. If my business went from 100000 to 120, and am I at least tithing off the 20% increase? And that's very okay. that's really biblical, it's, yeah. is to tithe off the increase. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're, you're, you're encouraging people to, and you're not mentioning how much you're tithing, but you're encouraging people, if you own the business, you want God as your CEO, uh, tithe on the business and tithe on your paycheck yeah, as well. Read Malachi, yes. Thank you very much. Well, dear listener, time hasn't been a best ally anytime things are getting interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Doug, uh, give us your address, the um, email address on uh, Facebook, I mean uh, on, on the internet, where we can go to get information. Yes, so, so go to godasceo.org. God, that is G-O-D-S-A-S-C-E-O. Uh, so God at as CEO, small letters. Yes. Small typefaces. And then uh, dog, uh, dot org. Dot org. And if you go there, then you'll get to the international page. There'll be a flag of the U.S., a flag of Ghana, and a flag of Nigeria. Just click on the flag, and it'll take you to the website for, your, for those three countries. Thank you very much. Now, so um, why are you in Ghana before we uh, take leave of ourselves? Well, we just finished the big conference. Oh, you just finished. Saturday. Okay. So, and, and Bernard Avler was there? Oh, he was one of the speakers. He mm. did an exceptional job. He, mm. he is a God as CEO leader. Amen. You guys have, he is first class, first rate. He's mm. one of the best Christian businessmen I've met in Ghana. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Thanks so much for coming you through. Uh, dear listener, thanks for doing the listening. I am Reverend Fred McDavis as we bring this uh, session of uh, um, Bible Answer Man to a close. We are leaving here and the Writers Project will be taken over, after which uh, Jojo Bediak will be coming your way with uh, Rivers of Worship. I mean, with Beautiful Ashes, rather. Do have a wonderful evening. Thank you very much, Collins, for uh, giving us assistance. And we pray for my producer, Reverend Mauli Chikata, for um, speedy recovery. Enjoy your evening, and do have a wonderful time. Jesus is the way. Jesus is